Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. You'll be happiest if you accept that parenting is a 50-50 proposition. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. You do have to kind of, you know, whip yourself and, and make yourself feel really guilty that you're not doing more and you have to do more. I've never said I wish you'd never been born. Not even in the silent Chinese restaurant. I mean, I thought it, but I've never <laughs> said it out loud. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. We've got a lot of goals. We can need to, we need to get started and tell me what they are. I'm goalie. I am. I like to I like to have goals. Okay, welcome to the What Fresh Help podcast. I'm Amy and this is Margaret, sounding a little like Ernest Borgnine. I'm sorry. I have a colds today. And <laughs> we're going to talk about mom goals this week. So your goal is to get better. I feel like this has been a oh lengthy Oh my God. My experience. goal is to stop letting my children cough directly into my mouth. You're only as well as your sickest child. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that what and they say? Somehow the germs go from their little like four, six and eight year old selves into my 40 something year old self and just multiply. Like... <laughs> Whatever cold they have, I get the 46 times worse version of that cold. Well, all right. I think this does relate to mom goals because you can't totally separate what you want to get done in any given week, month, or year from what your kids are uh, dragging on you from behind, right? Like it's it, it's all the same right, thing. From the reality of what's actually going on in your household. Right. What's going on with your kids is what's going on with you. But to the extent that you can sort of change what you want to do for yourself. I'm imagining when you say mom goals, or I'm imagining when I say mom goals, that I mean goals for myself when my kids aren't around, goals for my kids, and goals for how I parent my kids, sort of each of those things. Yeah, and the, and, and as you point out, it, they're, they're, it's very Venn diagram-y. They're all overlapping, and your goals and your kids' goals have to overlap, and the, it's, it's only that little gray section in the middle that's actually accomplishable. Because if your goals and your kid and your goals for your kids aren't compatible, somebody explained to me, I think I've actually said this on the podcast before, that parenting, you'll be happiest if you accept that parenting is a 50-50 proposition. That it's 50% what the mom wants and 50% what works for the kids. So like with goals like getting your child to sleep through the night, like you should find a goal that makes the most sense for like 50% is how much sleep you need and 50% of it is where your kid is in their particular sleep cycle or sleep ability. And so if those goals aren't 
well aligned at 50-50, you're just going to make yourself crazy, which I think is a really good model for mom goals in general. Yeah. Like 50% of it is like, okay, I want to have peaceful dinners, but 50% of it is I want my kids to eat healthy foods. And so you can't, you have to find the little, it is called a Venn diagram, right? The two overlapping circles with the second, you have to find that overlapping center of where those two things make sense at the same time. Because if you just make your mom go a hundred percent, we are going to eat healthy then you just have to completely throw out the 100% goal of, I want to have a peaceful dinner. Right. They, they can't operate simultaneously. <laughs> and so I think that's a really good perspective when thinking about mom goals. Like, does my mom goal align with what is fairly practical within my household? So I think the mom goal of don't get sick next year, for me, I have to throw out the window. Right, that's not a good because goal. Because I also have the mom goal of don't, leave my child coughing in a perilous manner by themselves in their room. So I go upstairs and I just lie down with them so I can put more goo on them or give them some Tylenol or whatever it is. And so I can't make my mom go, don't get sick next year because it doesn't go with the other part of my Venn diagram. So my goal is just maybe eat healthily, try to stay healthy for myself, but realize that when a four-year-old coughs onto your uvula, like you're, you're a dead woman. (laughs) Your and next just go week with is just screwed. And just, yeah, well. If I, I feel like, okay, to accomplish anything for myself in my career, right? Whatever that is. Writing or acting or whatever else I really want to do. You do have to kind of, you know, whip yourself and, and make yourself feel really guilty that you're not doing more and you have to do more um, to get anything done. There has to be that. But then, then if you are going to be a relaxed and effective and... Uh, connected parent then sometimes you have to let go of all that stuff well I have another little goal tidbit that I think is helpful across all of these things I had a friend years ago who invited me to some like alumni college alumni luncheon kind of thing and just oh come on along which I went to and there were bunches of different talks and we heard some interesting talks by different people but one of the people was kind of like a self-help dude which is something I I'm not super open to like that kind of feel goody self-help kind of you'll set goals and all but you're not I mean listen I'm just not I'm like a repressed <laughs> Irish Catholic like I don't really believe in that I think and helping, helping yourself, yourself is kind no, of no don't help yourself like please <laughs> just relax help other people and then be miserable that's how we roll but all that being said he had this whole rap about how you should you know improve yourself but one of the things he said that I thought was super interesting and it stayed with me is that you should at all times have goals for what you want to accomplish in the next five days, what you want to accomplish in the next five weeks, what you want to accomplish in the next five months, and what you want to accomplish in the next five years. That you should always be able to answer that question for yourself. Holy cow. Five days. Well, the idea being that like, okay, I want to, lo- I want to be healthy and fit. That means in the next five days, I'm not going to indulge in eating more than whatever. I'm not going to have one of my 4,000 calorie days in the next five days. Because in the next five weeks, I want to have consistently been on a program of running a couple times a week and eating fairly healthily. So that in the next five months, I'll be able to hit my goal weight. So that in the next five years, I'll be healthy. That they should align. You know, it should tell a story that moves into the future. I like that. 
I think it's such good advice. It really stayed with me. Like, and I don't always do it, but when I find myself struggling and I try, my husband and I try to sit down and do this at the beginning of the year. We try to sit down. We'll do it this week. I hopefully squad goals. Squad goals, marital goals. Well, isn't my squad like like my girlfriends? He's not really my squad. He's my business partner. You know, when when David and I are like, you know, parenting through a particularly stressful moment, I don't know, you know, three hour flight delay at an airport or whatever, and you you start to take it out on each other as one might. Wait, you do that? I never have that. Just us. That must just be you guys. That's weird. But one of us, well, thank God, one of us will usually have the presence of mind to turn to the other and say, same team, same team. And it's all you need to sort of realign yourself okay oh, so God, that's not easy but okay um, so you have you have goals you've got a lot of goals we can eat we need to get started I'm goalie. and tell me what they are i'm goalie i am i like to i like to have goals makes me feel better um so is this your goal for the is, is to to get fit is that your mom goal i mean unfortunately i have to say that's my goal every year and i always just I know. fail i i do feel like i had children later in life and my husband and i always say like we owe it to our kids. Like we made the decision. I made the decision to have a child at 41. So I, I inherently took on the extra responsibility of having to be a little bit more concerned about my fitness and stuff. Like I, I owe it to my kid to try to be able to still move around when I'm 60 because she'll still be at home that's in high point. school. But I mean, all that being said, that, that's, that's a goal that is always kind of humming around in the background and I have not yet achieved really yet. My goal, one of my mom goals is mindfulness, which is sort of for me, but also for my kids. I've been using this app called Headspace to meditate and I'm, I'm an Irish Catholic too, but I'm starting yeah, to get I into this. I don't understand this at all. Like how can you be an Irish Catholic and use words like meditate <laughs> and mindfulness? I'm going to go to uh, purgatory. are you? You know what? You're an Irish Catholic actress. All the pagan babies. Maybe I, I should say. You're an Irish Catholic actor. Actress, but yeah, exactly. This is definitely where the actor comes in because, like, whoa! You just said mindfulness and meditation. Mindfulness and meditation, and and my I, skin I, is very itchy right now. Well, I, yes, from the outside, I too find that in com- completely self-indulgent. Right? Why would you do that? But um, when I do these ten to fifteen minutes, and it's ten to fifteen minutes, it's not an hour. Um, he talks about I, I don't know. Well, anyway, I'll put the link up on the. Um, on the show page, this guy used to be a Buddhist monk, and now he has a an app that's been downloaded a bajillion times. <laughs> and now he has talk an about app. goals, but he, he talks all the time about who are you doing this for, and it's not parenting specific, but having your mind as you as you sit here and you take your first few deep breaths, who are you doing this for? Why are you doing this? And it's not not for yourself. And I am definitely a more relaxed parent when I take the time to do that or even just take a couple deep breaths before responding or any you know any of that stuff it really does help me be a more relaxed parent and and less like that guy uh, Chris Fleming with the company coming over you've seen that video right where he's oh my god you got to put that up on the show page because if you have I mean you've seen it if you've been alive but it's so so great and funny and so dead on and embarrassingly so dead on, exactly. So I want to be less of her. Dead on, yeah. So um, my, that's okay, my goal. So I not, like, not be that. I like mocking meditation and mindfulness because I'm a terrible person. But I do agree that like the times that I have tried meditation, it has been helpful. But it's again much like fitness. It's something that kind of lazes about on my goal list without ever really getting accomplished. Right. So maybe I should put that back on. 
So we solicited a couple of mom goals on our Facebook page, and we got um, a few responses. Uh, this is a good one. I think it's it's a little bit for little kids, although maybe, I don't know, see what you think. Maybe it's for older kids too. Mom goal, when my toddler asks me to play, I'd like to stop loading the dishwasher or whatever chore or Bravo show I'm consumed with and actually play a little bit more. I tell him to hang on about 1,200 times a day. That's, I mean, that's universal, right? But I think that's a really good goal. 100% universal, but a nice mom goal, I feel like. It's just, you set it for yourself and then... Maybe you'll only, I mean, obviously you can't play 24 hours a day when you have a little kid. And I always have people come visit and they're like, oh, it's so fun to just sit and play. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But, you know, you do have to load the dishwasher. And really, let's be honest, you do have to keep up with your Bravo programming. You're just not, (laughs) they pull your mom card if you are not able to discuss the Real Housewives on a minute's basis. But like five minutes of on the floor eye contact with that kid is better than an hour and a half of like all kind of play shoots and ladders while I also unload the dishwasher. Yes. And I think that's an interesting point. And I've talked about that on the blog. Like I have found that that thing of like reserve 15 minutes and devote it to nothing else but play. And you'll save yourself an hour and a half of like half heartedly kind of trying to do it. That's right. Like just give it the 15 minutes, get on the floor, play cars, play whatever it is. And the kid is still going to be like, oh, you didn't play enough. I mean, I'm not saying they'll be like, oh, thanks, mom. That was such a valuable time. Now I'll be quiet (laughs) for two hours. That's not going to (laughs) happen. But give it 15 solid minutes rather than like half-assing it while you do the dishes. Very good point. Well, I I, this is sort of one of my goals and my kids aren't are pretty much past the play on the floor with me thing. But I had 24 hours alone. a couple weekends ago with my uh, 12-year-old. He had a chorus concert, and uh, he had a cousin getting baptized, so my husband took the other two out of town. So for 24 hours, it was just me and the 12-year-old. And we did whatever he wanted. I took him wherever he wanted for dinner, which was like not even someplace nice, but it was where he wanted to go. We, we watched a show that he wanted to watch, and it was the most lovely, relaxed thing I didn't have to take him to the Lego store for a shopping spree I just had to say what do you think we should do now and he loved it and I loved it and I of course related to my child completely differently one-on-one than when he's one of three and so that's my goal now for for uh the year is to have even if it's not 24 hours just an afternoon and evening with each one of my kids one-on-one where I let them decide what we're going to do and it isn't about the American Girl store and everything you ever wanted it's about meandering through your afternoon with what do you feel like doing and and I found it very very helpful to my relationship with him we used to in my family you got a birth for your birthday you got to go out to dinner with just mom and dad and we've tried to institute that in our family because it's it's such a great memory for me as a kid and you get to pick the restaurant and what did you pick did you pick i always picked no i mean we were (laughs) my parents would never have gone to mcdonald's like we weren't allowed we had to pick a restaurant i always picked chinese food with the poo-poo platter like that to me was the height of elegance my parents would like drink drinks with like um umbrellas in them and I just thought it was top shelf all the way I would have picked Ponderosa because they had a great like pudding bar oh for dessert. I mean that's the thing like when you just <laughs> you get to get dressed up you go to the pudding bar like like hmm. it was so great in order for that undivided attention to occur though this is this is segueing to another big goal of mine the phones have to be put away Okay, so, and you're also picking up our next Facebook. uh, Oh, is that right? Okay, read that one. Maybe it ties in what I was going to say. It's um, less time on the iPad. That's all. That's the mom goal. 
Yeah. And it's exactly right. Yeah. It's phones in my house. And I mean, what is it? Whatever. It's like a slightly right. smaller less, iPad. Less what? screen time. Yeah. Less screen time for, for everybody, including me, that I'm going to, um, I, I went on sort of a media fast after the election for a while and I found it really refreshing and uh, relaxing and I'm going to read more books and I'm going to put my phone down, but the kids have to put their phones down too, right? Go back, reference the screen time episode. We talk a lot about this. Like, how the heck do you get them off those screens? But yeah, that seems like a pretty good goal. Like, interact with humans, not only with screens. Right. So that's my goal for my kids this year, for me right, with my course. kids this year. It's that's the Venn diagram right there, and from and from me. I mean, I I I'm really bad at, at, at connecting with old friends in real life or on the phone. And I'm a Facebook power user and I love it. And I think there's a, there is a place for it, but it doesn't necessarily replace real world contact. And I kind of let it sometimes and that's not good. Yeah. Okay. We're going to break there and bring you this little bit. We decided since we were talking about mom goals on this episode, we would go to the experts and interview our kids about what they thought our mom goals should be for the new year. Do you know it's a new year? No. It's a new year. Okay, so in the new year, we make goals like resolutions and we try to be better at things. What do you think mom needs to get better at this year? Let me play more video games. Okay, how many hours of video games should I let you play every single day? One. I already let you play one. Two. How can I be a better mom this year? You need to give us freedom to do stuff. Like what kind of stuff? You need. We need to be able to stay up until midnight. What could mommy do to be a better mommy? Uh, get whatever we want. What do you want? Um, puppy. So your goal for the new year is that I should get you whatever you want, and what you want is a puppy. Yeah. yeah I have a feeling you're going to be a little disappointed in the new year. How, how can I be a better uh, mom this year? Allow unlimited Xbox. What should mommy try to do better in the new year? Legos. I should get better at Legos. Why do I need to be better at Legos? Because you're really bad at them. Okay. And Daddy's really good at them. Right. But he has to work a lot. So I need you to get better at them, please. Okay, so in 2017, my mom goal should be get good at Legos so I can help you build them? Yes. So what should my mom goal be for this year? Come to the pool more and go underwater all the way. And we're back. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses, first two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say? Say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... 
Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. So we have less screen time as another goal for both, for all of it. And we talk a lot about that in the screen time episode that, uh, teach physician heal thyself like our problem is oh my gosh these kids in their phones but like to my husband and I go out to dinner and sit and look at our phones occasionally we do kind of um We've sometimes you need those. Sometimes we'll have if you're if you're having a squad goals meeting. There are times my husband and I go out to dinner and we like plan calendars and, st- and that's boring. That but sounds so romantic. And uh, we sync. We sync our calendars. <laughs> go out for some hot calendars, sinking over <laughs> a glass of planner. wine. Oh my God. It's like what men don't see coming when they get married. Like Gretchen Rubin on her podcast, this wasn't a mom goals episode, but it's a good goal to reconnect with three old friends in real life. Well, that's a nice goal. In the coming year, I'm going to do that. So hold me to that. I don't have that problem. I'm I'm sure my, uh, my friends are like a little less connecting, please. Like I (laughs) I have a little over connection problem possibly. Um, We are planning a podcast on this topic, but especially this week. I have a major mom goal about yelling. My oh, yelling yeah. is getting out of control. I, I like. I feel like there's a difference between yelling at your kids and sort of hollering at your kids. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. All right. For so this. what's a yell and what's a holler? 
yell is like you yell is you ungrateful like i you know do you realize it and i mean i wish you'd never been born and that kind of thing <laughs> okay wait a minute i don't do that just for the record when so i'm please saying stop. yelling please stop i'm doing not that. i'm like wait a minute let's not preserve a, a conversation in which i, I it, it is implied that i've yelled i'd wish you'd never been born at anyone that's not the kind of yelling i'm doing so maybe I, i'm just hollering what's hollering hollering is like the bus is coming put your shoes on. How many times do I have to tell you? Okay, so I do a lot of hollering. Yeah, a I'm, lot I'm of hollering. hollering. But then there's some that is just like we just had this disaster dinner last night that like I won't go into all the details on, but f- suffice it to say, like horrible traffic getting there. I thought it would be fun. Like let's all go out for Chinese food. Nana and Papa are in town. Like, and then the whole dinner was like we of course got there. It was a much fancier restaurant. I had only looked it up online. It was silent. There were like three other tables eating. I mean, it was silent. There was not even music playing. It was silent. And then I spent just the entire dinner. I do a lot of like hissing, I feel like. It's like not hollering. It's not yelling. It's like, stop playing with that silverware. Do I have to ask you for the seventh time? Sit down. Sit on your bottom. Sit. Like that kind of like hiss. I want you to behave. Plus, it's like my in-laws are I there. I wish it's you like, had never been born. I never say that. I've never said I wish you'd never been born. Not even in the silent Chinese restaurant. I mean, I thought it, but I've never said it out loud. No, but like I do a lot of that. It's like that church, like I'm going to put on the mean angry face, behave. Can't you just act like humans for 35 minutes? Or yeah, like, I like I think it's good to like try to interact more positively with your kids and this is the this is why I'm doing this meditation so that I I get to that place maybe a little little less quickly. But I kind of yeah. also mean like you're not like ruining their childhoods because you're yelling at them to put their oh, shoes on no. because they didn't listen the first five times you said but it. But I do find that it's like it's like more yell- yelling leads to more yelling. Yes. You know, it's a very it's a snowball. So like that I think is something I have to watch the beginning of because I definitely find it's a very hectic week at our house. We have visitors coming. I do find that like the yelling snowball is rolling quite quickly at this point. And I said, my, I heard my son saying to my daughter the other day, do I have to tell you for the millionth time to put my thing down? And I was like, you know what? That's really not a, that's not a nice way to talk to your sister. And my son, and he was not trying to be clever. He just turned to me and he's like, Mom, you say that to me a hundred times a day. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's like when you hear that like harpy voice coming out of your children towards each other, it's just, I need to do a little overall reset button on like, we're all friends here. Same team. Like, even though your husband and you are on yeah. the same team, yeah. like I also have to kind of remember that I'm, I'm on the same team as my kids. I'm the coach. And so it's okay to motivate and holler and get in their faces sometimes, but like, I think I'm losing a little bit, even the idea that we're on the same team. It's become a little us, me versus them. And like, sometimes I think that tone does creep in a little bit of like, you were born to make my life more difficult. And that is a tone I would like to stop speaking to my children. In. Yeah. All right. I can, I can be. And listen, they're not precious snowflakes. Like I'm not saying every day. I mean, sometimes you read those articles that are like, always talk to your children with like, no, I'm not always going to talk to my children with respect when they're like hitting each other they're with face with boards and, you know, putting their muddy footprints on my couch and stuff. But there is a difference between that and like becoming the Disney villain where like every two seconds, my eyes are just spiraling red and it's like, ah, stop. 
and that's kind of the only face that they see. Right, and and, and and when they know that you're going to get there at 7.40 each morning, then I feel like then when you do get there, they they learn to ignore it, right? And then you really think you have to turn it up to 11 to get them to, to tune in because you turned it up to 10 yesterday and now they're used to that. For so, sure. But I mean, we did, we ran this meme on the Facebook page and it's exactly right. Like, mom has to do something, everyone ignores them. Mom asks <laughs> kids to do something, everyone ignores them. Mom <laughs> asks kids, mom goes like, what the why everyone's like mom why is mom so crazy like it's exactly that is the story of my household right now yeah which is like i know you only see the crazy yelling mom but like oh my god you drive you do drive me crazy i i had did have that down as one of my goals for for the year is to make the morning the morning situation more peaceful and not just because i feel guilty because i yell about it but i would really i do want my kids primary memory of me as they age to not be me screaming that the bus is coming and where's your shoes? I do do want that to be the case, but I want right. that for me too. Like that's not a good. I don't need. It's my not a good way to start the day. And there are days where I truly get in bed at night and it's like, I'm not a headache prone person, and I'll find like, oh my god, my head is aching. Like I have a terrible headache, and it's from my own shrieking voice <laughs> echoing around my skull that has given me a head injury. Basically, like those are the days where it's like, there's got to be a better way. We have not talked at all about like goals for us that have nothing to do with our kids, like our careers and lives. And I feel like that's so par for the course that it's just like, oh, and then there's that. And then there's those other things you wish you could do that aren't related to your kids. And those will come back in 25 years. Right. And like, well, there's mom goals, which are very specific. It's like my goal as a parent, which is, you know, at this point in our lives, probably 75% of our identity. How much, what percentage of your identity is being a mother? 99.9999. Is it really? <laughs> I try to keep it about 75% because I do feel like there's other stuff that I do, but personal goals. I mean, first of all, I think our personal goals are a little bit less interesting because it's like, oh, well, good luck with that, Amy. But like, right. it's a little bit less universal than our mom goals. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also it's possible to have a mom goal that is leave more time for my personal goals. And that's something that you have to actually structure your life much more carefully around when you're a mom. Yeah. Although I still think I started this five days, five weeks, five months, five years goal structure way before I was married and had kids. Like, okay, if I want in five years to be, you know, successful as a writer and making a living as a writer, what do I need to do in the next five days? Like, who can I contact? Who do I know? What, you know, and starting that same kind of goal structure. And I think it's even more important if you're a mom who is working to be very, very clear with what your work goals are because you have so much less time to devote to it. Right. If you have a goal of like, oh, I want to get something published this year, that might be a goal for someone who's like a stay-at-home mom. In the creative space. Yeah, in the creative space. That you should be sitting down in the hour or two that you have to work to a very, very clear professional goal. Yeah. So that you're not just like having that constant kind of, because I do think that can become this kind of malaise cloud where you're like, oh, I could have really been something. (laughs) I have cousins whose mother, who is a brilliant dynamic lady, but she, when she got frustrated with them, she would scream at them, you've cost me my career on the stage. Because she kind of had a vague goal to be an actress at one point, but then she got married very young and had six girls. But my cousin was always sort of like, in the back of my head, I was like, I don't know if you're that good an actress. You know, like, is it, you have to be careful to be like, oh, my super dream would have come true if not for these, if not for these meddling kids. 
<laughs> and it would have happened so, right. too. Like, I definitely have had that feeling of like, oh, my God. See, I was on the way to being this Oscar-winning writer, but I had kids. But if I look back a little more carefully and a little more critically at my career, like, I wrote the Bratz movie, and then, like, I wrote, like, a couple of, like, sitcoms. I don't know. Like, is it really true that my kids were the problem? Hey, that's See, you good. had kids much younger than I did. Like, you didn't have those. Mm, a little, like 33. Yeah, so. Oh, you did? For yeah. some reason, I was thinking you had kids at, like, 20 something no wait that picture that you just posted of you holding that baby you were 33 years I old was useful i was 35 yeah holy yeah. you look like you were 12 <laughs> might have to put that picture up on the was... site so people can see you and be like that was 35 <laughs> that's pretty impressive it was yeah those were the days i I, I went to a i think what i'm trying to say is you've aged horribly, horribly. in 10 years since having children i'm gonna hiss that to my children in the yeah. chinese restaurant you cost me my looks my, my beauty beautiful youth and I think it's really true that like the story you tell yourself becomes true. So if you tell yourself the story of like, I don't have time to work out, which is my favorite story to tell myself, <laughs> you will not have time to work out. Like if I, I mean, if I look at my day, like I somehow logged like 86 Candy Crush games that, that, that I found time for. So like the story of, oh, I just don't have time to work out. If I'm being honest, is not a true story, but it, it, once I start telling myself that story, it becomes true. If you tell yourself the story of like, oh my God, I could have had X and Y, but these kids, that will become your true story. And if you tell yourself the story of like, these kids are so annoying, I have to keep shrieking to keep them in line, that will become true. So I think that's a good part of mom goals too, is to say like, hey, this year I'm going to tell myself this different story, which is like working out is my priority. Therefore, I will find time for it. I don't want to give people the suggestion that like your life should be like, get up, get the kids to school, get them dressed. Oh my God, you have a one hour block. That block should be for working out. Then you've got to clean the house. Then you've got to do the laundry. Then, oh gosh, you have another 30 minutes free. Get to your writing goal where you're going to get published this year. Like it is part of mom's sanity to spend some time screwing around on Facebook and playing Candy Crush. Like you will pry those crutches out of my cold dead hands right. or, along with like watching real housewives or whatever I do that like you should have some downtime in your schedule that's fine it's just being able to really set goals makes goals much more achievable but you're you're right though I mean I'm I am such a productivity maven I mean that's like I, I love I do like to read about how to be productive more than I like being productive yeah. even more. And I like making lists and this and this. But was, what does kind of drop off is you do need to make room for the felicitous uh, coffee after drop off with, with a mom you don't see as much anymore, right? You have to make room in your life for that stuff. And that's sort of my goal. I guess I'm coming back to that. But that to have to make more time and more room for real life connections with friends, particularly women friends, and not uh, just on Facebook or on texts. Or, yeah, or, or and wish I think I had, the, the, I the idea of the mom goal is figuring out what you really need next year. So I think for you, you are more type A, like I have this great list and I can get 900,000 things done a day and you need to like maybe back off from that a little bit and find more time for like relaxation, personal connection, meditation, things like that. Mm -hmm. I am exactly the opposite of that type of person and I need to find more structure in my day where I can really get some goals done and concentrate maybe a little bit more on like personal improvement and professional goals and things where I don't have 
three free hours in the day and I spend all of that time basically screwing around and not getting anything done. And so I think it's important for people to figure out like, okay, what actually are your goals for next year? Right. Which don't have to be being super productive. That's not Don't have to be. It might be more about relaxing more. Right. They might be more about finding more time to play with your kids. Cooking I mean, instead so, of ordering in or whatever. That that's that should be one of my goals. Can I can yeah, I Yeah, and it works. Like we talked about this on the picky eater, but I remember last year at the end of the year, I was on vacation and I really was just thinking like I am so tired of having mealtimes be miserable. Like I just when I think about going back home that's the thing I don't want to face is mealtimes. And I took some time, did a lot of reading about it, set some table time goals, all of which we discussed in the Picky Eater episode. And they really worked. Like that is not one of my goals this year. Our dinner times are much more pleasant in general. We have some horror shows every once in a while, but basically that goal worked. And so it's a testimonial, like set a mom goal and and if you really set it and you stick to it, it will make next year easier. But you, but I love what you said about the five days. We have to find the link to that guy's work so we can link to it more yes. specifically. But but the idea that it's five days because I okay. So if I want to get a, a proposal done in February, that means I need to do my research in January, or you need, right. need to break in. I need to today. like start making in the next five days. I should make phone calls to everyone I know who's in this industry and right. figure out who their contacts are and what. And it's very similar to. Okay, I want in five months to have, I want in five years to have kids who eat healthily and have enjoyed their time at the dinner table. So in five months, I want to have consistent meals that are less dramatic. In five weeks, my aim is just to have one meal that is what I'm aiming for. So in the next five days, I should be researching, starting to figure out, I should be experimenting, I should be making food lists, you know. It just really helps pare down the way you think about things. And it makes it more manageable and therefore more likely to succeed. Yeah. And so use that as your overall. Okay. And then start thinking about what your mom goals are for next year. We talked about carving out more alone time, having less screen time, spending more quality time with the kids. One-on-one. More one-on-one time Mm -hmm. with the kids doing less yelling or hollering or telling the children you wish they'd never been born, Uh, reconnecting with old friends, three friends. Um, So doesn't matter what your mom goals are, just find some. Stop global warming. Yeah, stop global warming, (laughs) you know, get rid of that giant trash island that's floating around in the Pacific. I would maybe go with smaller goals. Yeah, no, I I used to be like for the years like 2005 through 2011, my goal was like, get rid of the muffin top. But it was too big of a goal. It's still hanging there. It's still there. I will say it your does, muffin gets, top is very, very minimal. It gets I think better. You could cross that one off. Hashtag it gets better. Find find achievable goals. Achievable goals and goals you Bite really goals. you really do care about. I think if I really cared about that, then I would have done. And find about it. one, I think, or two. Don't try to have seven goals. Like I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to have shinier hair. I'm also going to feed my kids only healthy food. I'll be meditating, reading great books every year. You know, find one or two achievable goals. Figure out what that goal is going to look like in five days, in five weeks, in five months, in five years, which sounds intimidating, but if you just think it through, you could do it in 30 seconds. 
and then set out to um, achieve some of those goals. And then you need somebody to be accountable to, which could be us. I would I would love it if somebody reached out to us on the on our website or on Facebook and told us what their goals are and how they yeah, break this down. How they're getting there. Sounds I'm going to get some ideas. The good the good news is I've gotten really good ideas out of today's episode. And so yeah, I think that's the way to approach mom goals. And uh, we want to hear all about your mom goals we on want our to social be, media. We do. We want to be your accountability partners. Okay, Amy wants to be your accountability partner. I'm not sure I'm willing to go that far, but I just want to hear about your mom goals. Maybe you'll inspire me to a new goal. We might steal some ideas. We might. So reach out to us on Facebook at What Fresh Hellcast. Or on Twitter at HellFresh and tell us what your mom goals are for the year and how you're going to break them down. If you want Amy to be your full-time goal coach and accountability partner. I have a lot of time to give to this. Yeah, no, she, she wants to take this on full-time for as many people as possible. So you can email her at info at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Or you could just leave us a comment on our website, which is whatfreshhellpodcast.com. We're going to put all the links and stuff we discussed in today's episode up for you to peruse and leave us a comment there. And one of our... Our most important mom goals, personal goals for ourselves is to get more people listening to the podcast next year. And you can help us with that by first of all, just telling friends, family, and everyone on social media about the podcast. And also leaving a review and a rating on the iTunes page. Bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash What Fresh Hell podcast. But you can also just go to iTunes and search for What Fresh Hell and you'll find us. And uh, we look forward to hearing about all your mom goals and achieving all of our mom goals in the new year. We're going to Venn diagram together. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.